You are listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Doc Doc Goose podcast. We are the podcast that is never politically correct and always HIPAA compliant. My name is Sean Palmer. I'm one of your docs. Here's your other doc, Ben Himes. Still a physician and still a doctor. And our goose, who just flew in from San Diego, Matt Himes. The wings are not clipped. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, Let's move on to our disclaimer. Yay! So, uh, everything you hear on this podcast is completely made up, and uh, some of it might be educational. Uh, It should not be misconstrued as a doctor-patient relationship, a PT-physician-patient relationship, a architect-client relationship. This is education and entertainment only. Also, the reviews and the views, both of them, expressed on this show do not reflect those of our employer necessarily sometimes they do but they don't want to endorse us that's safe that is safe for them good plausible good deniability yeah good work team so we cannot be held responsible for anything that is said on this show done haha <laughs> 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 On today's episode, we will be talking about CBD, which is a huge topic recently. To do that, we brought on an expert. His name is Sanjeev Javia. Sanjeev has his bachelor's in biology and biopsychology from the University of Michigan. He has his MBA from the Thunderbird School of Global Management. In his career, he's developed a nutrition science center for the prestigious Stedman Hawkins Clinic in Greenville, South Carolina. He's the founder of Javia Wellness Group, which brings nutritional and wellness products to market. Sanjeev has over 18 years of experience and has developed over 86 products in the health and wellness industry. So here is our conversation with Sanjeev. Um, so let's start with just kind of overview for people that what is CBD? Yeah, totally. So CBD is an acronym for cannabidiol. But here's the thing. All CBD is, is it's a nutrient. Just like vitamin C is a nutrient in an orange, CBD is a nutrient from a plant called cannabis. And that can be found in hemp and it can also be found in marijuana. But it's simply just a nutrient. Think of it as just vitamin CBD. That's it. You know, right? So it's nothing more than just that one molecule, just like vitamin C is that one molecule that's found in an orange or a lemon or any type of citrus fruit, you know? Right now, there's a lot of, of, I think, fear about this particular vitamin, or maybe a lot of misinformation is probably the right word. Um, Where do you see the most misinformation coming from? 
Yeah, probably the biggest misinformation is because uh, unlike vitamin C, who's got a cousin called vitamin A, who are super cool and super safe and super into wellness and health, CBD has a cousin called THC. And THC is a psychoactive. And so people are basically lumping the psychoactive cousin with the good kind of wellness cousin of CBD. And then obviously, because this CBD and THC happened to be found in a marijuana, a plant called marijuana, it's all getting confused into, okay, anything that's in marijuana is something that must be psychoactive and it must be something that is going to get you high, et cetera, et cetera. When people haven't quite realized that, well, wait a second, there's things that are in marijuana that get you high and there's also things in marijuana that don't get you high and it happens to actually provide a great deal of wellness and health. You know? Can you walk us through what CBD does in the body? Sure, sure. So this is the most important part. Okay, so like everybody gives the, you know, marquee to CBD, but really what is the true kind of uh, superstar is this whole system called the endocannabinoid system. And this endocannabinoid system is an innate system that's found in the body that does one thing and only one thing. It is, it provides the body balance, homeostasis. Okay, right. And here's the deal. The reason why this is getting like kind of a little bit like, how did this just happen is because they just legitimized the endocannabinoid system in 1995. So this is almost like saying, hey, guys, you know, crazy thing. (laughs) Uh, So odd. So um, we just found out that there was this thing called the uh, endocrine system, and it works on this called hormones. And yeah, there's hormones and there's hormones like testosterone and estrogen and and dopamine. And so you'd be like, what? Like you just found out that there was a system called the end of all the money and minds that have been put into medicine and science in the body. Like you just figured this out. Well, that's literally what it is. Like they just figured out that there was this system called the endocannabinoid system and its job is to regulate everything. So whether it's a hormone, whether it's a neurotransmitter, whether it's an enzyme, whatever it is, it's there to say, whoa, that's too much or whoa, that's too little and we need to increase or decrease. And so because it has that one function, that's why CBD or more importantly, the endocannabinoid system has had all of these amazing benefits that you're kind of hearing about. So is that is that kind of what you guys are looking at when we're, we're t- giving CBD oil and we're, we're targeting this system? Is that that's the whole goal? That's that's the whole thing. OK, right. So basically, here's here's how it all kind of like you want me maybe to take a step back and like 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 sh- how this all kind of came to be a little bit, you know, right. Yeah. So. Okay, so so here's the deal, right? Is that the reason why we haven't been hearing a lot about CBD um, is because you weren't allowed to do anything with cannabis, and cannabis is there's a there's 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 a plant family called cannabisia. Okay, right? And in the cannabisia plant family, there is marijuana, there is hemp, there is hops, 
There is echinacea. There's all of these. There's seven different kind of like plant families, if you will. Okay, right? Well, basically in the 1930s, okay, right? There's a war on drugs and they decided, you know what? We are going to outlaw all of cannabis, okay, right? And specifically marijuana and hemp. And what that outlaw basically is, is you're not allowed to use it. Okay, right. And not only are you not allowed to use it, you're obviously not allowed to research it or find any kind of medicinal properties or anything kind of in it. And so that's why you don't that's why all of this science that they're talking about, it's not from the U.S. It's Hmm. all from Israel. It's all from Asia. It's all from India. The thing about Asians and Indians, because I'm Indian. Okay, right. Is that like (laughs) we use a lot of stuff, but we don't really care how it works. That's the difference. <laughs> you notice that like, like Indians don't really care how it works. Like we don't, we had, we don't care how turmeric works. We don't care how uh, hemp works. We, we don't care. No, we've been using it for thousands of years for medicinal properties, but we're not into the mechanism of action. We just know that it works and we use it, right? Well, that's completely different than the Western side who says, no, listen, I got to find out exactly how this works because, you know, well, basically why they do it is I want to know how it works so that I can pick the one element that makes it work and then I can like turn it into a drug and make a bunch of money, right? Like aspirin and white willow bark, right? Right, right. right. So like, like Indians are using white willow bark, Americans are using aspirin, right? We don't know exactly why we're using white willow bark, but we know that it takes away some pain. Okay, right? And so, so anyways, the groups that were really working with it were those kind of groups. And then they created all of this research, but mainly it was like what was actually making hemp and CBD do all of these things. And that's how they found these nutrients like THC and CBD and such. Okay, right? And so basically then when they found out what these nutrients were, then they had to figure out where it was actually acting on the body. Now, the nice thing about this, guys, that most people don't realize is your body makes THC. Your body makes CBD. Now, it's a different word. So what THC is in the body is called anatomide. And what CBD is in the body is called 2-AG, okay? These are called endocannabinoids. So let me give you an example, okay, right? So so anatomide, anatomide is the bliss molecule. It's when you get a runner's high or you get like super euphoric because there's this wonderful experience that's going on. Guys, that's THC. It's working on the same receptors as THC. The difference between THC and anatomide is that your body has an enzyme system that breaks down anatomide. So when you're having that runner's high, you're not high for like the next 23 miles. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right? THC, on the other hand, it doesn't have an enzyme that breaks it down. So that's why you can stay high for longer. Okay. Right. And so then as they started to kind of figure out this anatomine 2-HZ, they found this, oh, the endocannabinoid system. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, there's phytocannabinoids, so plant-based cannabinoids that you can take that also work on that same system. And that happened to be in great amounts in this plant called marijuana and this plant called hemp. Guys, if this stuff was in asparagus, we'd be talking about asparagus, but we're not. 
We're talking about marijuana and hemp. So, and unfortunately, marijuana has this bad connotation from the the 1930s, like, hey, you know, the war on drugs, it's opium, and these guys from Mexico, they're bringing in the marijuana, and they're making us smoke it. And so, you know, that that's how it all got combined. And so now I'm going to get rid of even the other brother plant, which is hemp as well. So, huh. so anyways, I just, I, I, no, I, I know you didn't ask that specific question, but, but, but I just wanted to kind of give a little background because most people are, right, right, they always think like, hey, why, if it's so great, guys, why haven't I heard about it? Well, dude, if you lived over in the East, you would have heard about it. <laughs> right, right. You know? Right. So, uh, and and one of the things that we're going to do, for those of you who want to get real technical into this, is we're going to link to a, um, a publication from, uh, I think, 2008, 2008, in the Journal of Pharmacology Review that kind of really breaks down everything that um, we've been talking about here in very, very painful detail. Um, and so, and so we, it talks about the endocannabinoid uh, system and the different receptors in the body and the different enzymes that break it all apart. Um, and so for those of you who want that, we've got uh, a, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, but yeah, I'm so excited that you kind of are talking about this because um, yeah, this is, it's a good point that just because something has been labeled as scary because of, I don't know, the fear of the unknown doesn't mean that it's, it's a bad thing. Exactly. Exactly. It was just like, unfortunately, CBD's buddies were like a bunch of gangsters. Like, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> right. if CBD had a bunch of really, you know, buttoned up academic, like cool friends, nobody would be all confused about CBD, right. but it just got, you know, all tied in. And so, um, and so like to now to answer your question directly, you know, right. Is that, yeah. So what CBD does and what THC does is it has these receptor sites. And by the way, these they're called cannabinoids. Okay. Right. That's the class of compounds. And so like vitamin C and vitamin E and, you know, quercetin and things like that. Those have a class called antioxidants. Well, CBD and THC and CBC, CBG, they have a class and the compound is called cannabinoids. Okay. Right. Well, your body has, check this out. Your body has more cannabinoid receptors in the body than any other receptor. So, so more than serotonin, more than dopamine, more than caffeine, more than, and your body's filled with cannabinoid receptors. And the reason why is because their function is to regulate all of the other hormones and neurotransmitters and enzymes and functions that are happening in the body. That's why there's so many of them and they're scattered throughout, but the main areas that they're scattered throughout is the central nervous system. So the brain and the nerves and then the immune system. So that's why you guys see all of the benefits that we are researching or talking about are in those two kind of buckets of areas. Hmm. Okay. I have a question real quick. What, yes, go. Yes, in, go in the endocannabinoid, well, that's, that's a mouthful to say, endocannabinoid yeah. system, you, you said there are seven different, different things. So you mentioned like CBD, THC, echinacea, did you say acts on that? What are the other things you said act act on that system? Yeah, sure. Okay, so so those um, those seven uh, plant families, if you will. Okay, right. And so so there's a lot of um, 
So a hemp and marijuana, those two plant strains, okay, remember, they're two completely different plants. So everyone needs to remember that, is that they may come from the same plant family, but they're completely separate strains, okay, right? And in that family of plants, there's also, like you mentioned, echinacea, there's cacao, there's hops, okay? So in those plants, they don't necessarily have cannabinoids, but they have nutrients that act like cannabinoids and they act on the endocannabinoid system. That's why, let me give you a perfect example, okay, right? Cacao, cacao is chocolate, right? Well, they talk about how dark, dark chocolate, 97%, no, 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 more than 75, if your chocolate is 75% cacao, it's, it's a healthy chocolate, okay, right? Well, why? Because that cacao concentration acts on the endocannabinoid system specifically as almost like a THC, so almost like anatomine. That's why it makes people feel good. Okay, right? And it has some healthy properties because it also has an element of CBD as well. So there's a perfect example of taking a natural food that may not have cannabinoids, but they do act on the endocannabinoid system, right? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. That's really cool. And then hops is the same hops that like beer is derived from. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. There's a lot, there's a lot of, um, okay, so watch this. You're going to be hearing, uh, probably this year and next year for sure, a whole term called cannabinoid deficiency, right? Cannabis, just like they have vitamin D deficiency. They're now beginning to talk about cannabinoid deficiency. And the reason why this is obviously so important is because if you are deficient in cannabinoids, whether it's what you consume or how much you make, okay, right? then you are not able to properly uh, um, properly trigger and fire and optimize this endocannabinoid system. And that's a really bad thing because if you're not able to regulate your functions, so let me give you a perfect example, okay, right? Is inflammation, inflammation, okay, right? So your body needs a very healthy inflammatory response. If your body doesn't have a healthy inflammatory response, you do not have healing. Okay, right? So I am and others and anyone smart should not be anti-inflammation. Okay, right? They should be anti-excess inflammation, but they should not be anti-inflammation. Okay, right? So what the endocannabinoid system does is it says, hey, there's trauma here. There's inflammation now, but whoa, whoa, there's too much inflammation here. So we need to down-regulate the inflammatory response. If you don't have a healthy endocannabinoid system and it's deficient, then you don't have the regulation of that inflammatory response, which then creates excess inflammation, which is chronic inflammation, which is pain, right? And so therefore, but it's tough to get cannabinoids. And the reason why it's tough Endo, naturally, the ones you produce, they're very vulnerable. They're very vulnerable to stresses. So they can get broken down very quickly. Okay, right? And then the second thing is, where are most cannabinoid-like compounds found? They're found in plants. What do people not eat enough of? <laughs> plants. It's like why people have mineral deficiency. Yeah. Where's the one place you're going to get minerals? Plants. What is the one thing that people, most people don't like to eat? Plants. 
If minerals were fine in meat, people would be mineral like crazy. You know what I mean? Is there a way of testing the endocannabinoid system? Like we do a, you know, a blood draw or whatever, see the other, uh, other, other nutrients, minerals. Can, can we do that with the endocannabinoid system? Cannabinoid? That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. But I don't, I've, I'm not familiar with any tests that would say, you know, how much anatomide, anatomide or how much 2AG that you would have, you know, because I, I don't know, that would be kind of the, you know, would you be able to test the, how much of the endocannabinoids that you have, that your body makes. Um, I get, you know, the only thing I know of is that you can test how much of CBD, obviously that's in your bloodstream, but that's only from the consumption of certain kind of products or whatever, because that's how you test products, you know, right. Or, or sorry, sorry, bioavailability of certain products. Or yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if it's going to end up being something like uh, serotonin, where right now, you know, we see serotonin is very associated with happiness and mood and depression. And we don't really ever test serotonin levels in the body, but we kind of see the downstream side effects. And so, you know, are we going to get better at recognizing somebody who's low in CBD? And then we try different CBD modulators to help treat them moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think you're exactly right, bud, is that like a lot of it is what, what type of symptom do you have? And then based on the symptom, do you have, do you feel that it is because you are cannabinoid deficient or CBD deficient, you know, right. right. And can that be a more useful uh, solution for you than maybe something else, you know, right. That's probably, um, that's what's happening actually right now. Right. They're basically saying, OK, listen, here's an individual who has a depression, let's just say. OK. Right. And um, and they've tried everything from 5-HTP to, uh, you know, other serotonin precursors or whatever and um, dopamine precursors and such. And they found that that's not helpful. So maybe CBD would be helpful for them. You know, right. Because remember, the thing about CBD is it's saying, listen, you know, I'm going to help you. You have you have and you feel depressed because you don't have enough, maybe because you don't have enough serotonin. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to naturally regulate how much serotonin that you have. Rather than the pharmaceutical way, which is, okay, I'm going to either increase the amount of serotonin in your body, or I'm going to increase the concentration of serotonin in your body by being a serotonin reuptake inhibitor or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. CBD, it doesn't work like that. It's not blocking any channels. It's basically saying, listen, I'm going to help your body to produce more of the serotonin that it naturally needs, you know? And I think that's a good point is that I'm, I fall into that trap and I know all of my patients that come talk to me always fall into that trap is asking, can I take CBD and can I, and, and sometimes they mean, can I take marijuana? Sometimes they okay. mean, can I get medicinal grade THC, marijuana, CBD? They, it's always as a lump uh, package, unfortunately. And so, um, yeah, trying to get that separated in people's minds that we're talking CBD versus THC. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think CBD you can buy over the counter at most stores now. 
Okay, that is a wonderful point. Okay, right, exactly. And so, so basically, you've got three categories. You've got CBD, you've got CBD THC, and then you just got THC. Okay, right. And so, right, right. and so, let's just say, you know, let's get rid of one. THC is for the stoners. Okay, right. They just want to, they right. want to smoke it. Okay, right. And so, smokers, you're over there in that room. Okay, right. And so now the question becomes: Is do I need CBD? Or do I need CBD with THC? Okay, right, and various right. amounts of THC. Okay, right. So um, if you're in those states in which recreational marijuana is not legal, so for example, I'm in Arizona, so recreational marijuana is not legal. Okay, right. For you to get a product that has CBD and any significant amount of THC, and what I mean by significant is anything more than 0.3 percent, which is a small amount, but more than 0.3%, you must purchase that product from a dispensary. Okay. If you've got a product that has CBD and or CBD and THC, but the THC level is called trace or ultra trace amount, so less than 0.3%, then you're able to buy that anywhere. You can buy it from a gas station right, right. now in Arizona. Okay, right? And so that's kind of the two... Two categories, if that makes sense, you know. Yes, yes. Um, so, what are what are some things that we're seeing that CBD specifically helps with? Okay, awesome. So I use this acronym, uh, pain. Okay, right. And so P for pain, A for anxiety, I for insomnia or sleeping issues. N for nausea or more importantly, digestive issues. And then E for epilepsy or more importantly, cognitive performance. So if you were to look at the greatest bodies of research of where CBD has been most beneficial, it would be in layman's terms, pain, anxiety or emotional balance issues, um, sleep problems and sleep issues, digestive irritation, um, constipation, everything from Crohn's to constipation. Um, and then, uh, um, uh, uh, um, br brain health in right. improving cognitive performance, mental acuity, focus, concentration, all the way up to uh, the studies that are coming back that it's very uh, neuro neuroregenerative. Um, and that's some of the great stuff that's happening out of UCLA talking about uh, brain health and uh, concussion and things like that, you know, right. But mm -hmm. that's the very, yeah. Now, is it accurate? Is some of the stuff that I was reading said that, that basically, you know, like you just said, there, there's all these claims that we have as stuff. It's all so new and so newly being studied because we are just now allowed to it, in America, the Western line of thinking, we're just now allowed to get our hands on this stuff to really test it that, all those things are in such baby stages of uh, of testing that we just don't have this huge body knowledge like we do with things we tested for decades to say 100% this does this this in certain amounts does this is that an accurate statement yeah yeah a yeah. great point so so i mean here's the thing okay right most of the research like i said um, is from Israel especially because they were kind of the first ones to kind of isolate CBD and THC. 
there's been actually a lot, a pretty significant amount of research, but nowhere close to what is the uh, some of the, we know for 30 years or 40 years in these particular areas. And it's probably the fastest growing uh, area of research. And so now you've got John Hopkins, you've got UCLA, you've got Tufts University, we've got the University of Michigan, who literally now have cannabis research institutes. Mm -hmm. Guys, this is this is what's so amazing, okay, right? So people would ask me like, okay, Jeevers, why are you so jacked up? about CBD or hemp. Okay. Right. Because here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a nutritional formulator. I'm a dietary supplement formulator. I've been formulating for 15 years. I've seen a ton of ingredients come through the pipeline. Like why would I get so excited about this? Why am I not as excited about turmeric or beta glucan or resveratrol or quercetin or all of these other amazing ingredients too? Here's the deal guys. Anytime you look at an ingredient, you look at three things. Number one is what impact, the degree of impact that that particular ingredient has on the body. Secondly, is that how quickly does that ingredient work? And then third is what percentage of the population does that ingredient work on? So it's very simple. It's just those three things. First, tell, okay, right? So here's the deal, guys. I don't care what ingredient it is resveratrol, beta-glucan, like I said, muscadine grape, you know, green tea extract, EGCG, whatever. There's never been an ingredient that has such a significant impact in the areas that it's showing an impact in. And it works not after 60 days, not after 90 days, but relatively very quickly. And then third, it works on a great percentage of the population. Guys, this is why guys on my side, so science guys and formulators and researchers are so jazzed about this because we've never seen an ingredient like this. And as far as me, I'm probably never going to see another ingredient like this. So <laughs> this is why the bandwagon, why everyone's jumping on this thing, because it's like, it's amazing. You know, and, and the one last thing, sorry. It's also affecting the areas in which People are taking the greatest amount of pharmaceuticals. This cannot be missed, guys. The reason why everyone is so like clamoring to figure out how to do this better is because think about what I just told you. Pain, anxiety, insomnia. You know, where are where are people taking the most medications? Right. Right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you're hitting it exactly right. And if we can get some people off of these medications and onto something that's a little bit more ho- hopefully safe, it sounds like like from what you're saying, this seems to be a pretty safe um, s- supplement to take. Is that that's, is that correct? It is a great. And so here's the thing, you know, is the upper tolerability levels of this CBD. Okay. Right. Is um, it's astounding. I mean, you were talking about literally like three, four grams. Okay. Right. And the only things that you're seeing when someone is taking three or four grams and do remember guys, you're usually taking, you know, the, the drug Epidiolex, which is an FDA approved drug for childhood epilepsy is at 300 milligrams. Right. And I'm talking about three or four grams. Okay. Right. Is that people may feel a little lethargic and tired. 
That's, that's like the major thing and a little stomach upset. Okay. Right. So this is why people are like, wow, this has an upper tolerability level that is pretty significant. Um, and it's, it's safe. Probably the, the, the area that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, that I saw the most actually concrete research has been shown is actually in pediatric epilepsy. Cause you, you mentioned epilepsy. There are especially two different types of epilepsy that it either completely eradicated seizures or significantly cut down on them. And it's sounding mm-hmm. like that's the area down there. There's good things, lots of areas, but that's the area they've already pinned and said, this is a thing. This is true. We we've, we've studied this ad nauseum. We know that the rates it's phenomenal. Now there are other ones coming right now for, I was looking at like um, getting people off of heroin. So to control the pain and, and anxiety um, coming off of drugs like that, um, that's showing to be very significant, but those are at least two areas that, that research is already heading and showing some really good things in. You're exactly right. So there has been three drugs that have been approved by the FDA that are CBD uh, um, driven, if you will. Okay, right. Or c- contain CBD. And the famous one is Epidiolex, which is the one for childhood uh, seizures. Right. And then the other two are actually for nausea. Okay, right. Yeah. And so that's where like, it's almost like we use this as like, hey, guys, if it's so unsafe, like, why would the FDA, which you seem to think is like this thing that like controls all safety in the world, okay, right, would approve a drug that has vastly more amounts of it than what we're actually telling you to take, you know what I mean? Right? I wanted to make sure that people, you know, I'm not trying to say that this is a cure all, okay, right, that this is just something that will, no matter what type of pain or anxiety or insomnia or whatever that you have, like, don't worry, like this 30 milligrams or 50 milligrams or 50 milligrams. Okay, right? Here's what I'm saying is that in those areas that I'm talking about, the pain and anxiety, okay, right? There's a scale of one to 10, okay? And listen, I come from a family of doctors, okay, right? And so those individuals that are seven, eight, nine, and 10, listen, they need to take medication. Their condition is so severe that they need to take medication. Okay, right? But see, here's the unfortunate thing. For those individuals that are one to six, they don't have another option. All of the things that have been given to them really don't do anything for them. So then what has happened? They're forced to take the medication that the seven, eight, or nine, and 10 are taking, which then becomes a gateway into taking other medications. So here I am. So my uh, partner in a business is an orthopedic surgeon. And so he was like, listen, you know, I, not him, but I, my profession basically started the opioid crisis. You know, we had these, you know, individuals who were coming off of surgery. We gave them painkillers. We gave them more painkillers than they actually needed or maybe even wanted per se. And then they got hooked. And then you know what is that after they got hooked on this, they weren't able to sleep very well. So then we get, then they started taking these sleep medications. Well, as you know, you can't give your body sleep, but you can put them into a mild coma, which doesn't give you any recovery. So then therefore they wake up and they're not very energized because they're not very energized. They're not feeling very good about themselves, which now they're depressed. And now they take another medication. See, this is how it all kind of grows. And unfortunately for those one to six, they're very susceptible to that. 
because they didn't really have that much of a significant issue to deal with it, but they were taking very high powerful things. This is why things like CBD are so exciting because it could help those one to sixers. And then like you mentioned, Doc, is that for those seven to teners, maybe it would help them to take less of those medications. Right. Yeah. And exactly what you're describing, we call it that uh, prescription cascade, right? Where one medication leads to another medication leads to another medication. And then, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, man, I'm taking 20 different pills. And all I wanted was something to help me with a little bit of pain every now and then. And here I am doomed. They caused more symptoms that they helped. Yeah. Um, uh, How do we, if somebody's looking to um, see if CBD is right for them, what's the best way somebody would want to go about picking a particular product? Because as I go out to the stores, I see there's a gazillion different products. It's, it's kind of like, um, uh, like our probiotics now, or even our, just our uh, vitamins. There's a thousand of them. There's shelves and shelves and shelves of them. How do they decide where to start? Okay. That's this is an awesome question. Okay. So listen, you know, unlike dietary supplements, CBD right now is not fully regulated by the FDA. Okay, right. Not that I'm like a super big fan of the FDA, but where one big fan I am about the FDA is that they've put some really stringent guidelines on the manufacturing and testing of dietary supplements. And I super, super love that. Okay, right. Right. Well, unfortunately, right now with CBD, because it kind of sits in this gray area between the DEA and the FDA, there's not those types of regulations. Okay, so therefore you're literally getting people making CBD based products in their kitchen and selling them online. Okay, and so and you've got to be really careful of that for two reasons. One, you don't really know what's in that product. And then secondly, you don't know what's not in that product, okay, right? So you could have a a very hot product, as they say, that has THC in it, okay, right? Or you could have a very dangerous product that maybe not have THC, but it has heavy metals and pesticides and sex. Because do remember, hemp is called a bioaccumulator. So it sucks up everything around the environment, from the air to the soil. That's why you got to be careful in the type of hemp and the type of oil and where they're getting at and such. So anyways, so, so, um, because there's, and, and, and do remember it's a gold, it's a green rush as they say. Okay. Right. Like, oh my gosh, everyone's making a ton of money off of CBD. So guess what? I'm going to make it and I'm going to start selling it. And I'm going to make a ton of money and I'll get a ton of reviews and all that. And there's a lot of ways to like make someone think, especially online that the company or the product is a lot bigger than it actually is. Right. So, so here's the deal, right? If you're looking for a product, the number one thing that you should look for is that they put their testing out right in front. So when you go to that product, right by that buy now button, better be a button that says certificate of analysis C here or whatever. And you can click on there and you can see a third party test, not from that company, but from another a, a, a testing company. And it shows 
the cannabinoid profile, how much CBD is in there. And then it shows that there's no pesticides, insecticides, toxic metals, um, make sure there's no THC or whatever. And by the way, there's no blurringness about the lot number or the company or whatever. And I've seen companies do that. They actually block it out. And then they say, oh, hey, listen, we didn't want you to know what batch number it is or what the lab is because that's proprietary info. No, 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 no. That is not proprietary info. Right. You should actually be able to call the lab. And check this out, guys. These labs, they want you to call them. They literally, Proverde wants you to call them and say, hey, I'm looking at this uh, product. It's uh, from, you know, Mary's whatever, and it's lot number 50222. Did you test this product? They want you to call them. Okay, right? Their whole essence of what they're doing is so that you can call them and make sure that the product that they're testing is so great. So number one, you must look for products that have been tested. Secondly, is that, come on, guys, like make sure that there's a real company there. Okay, like, 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 look for an address, look for people behind it, look for credibility elements, you know, look for don't don't just pretty packaging or whatever. And then there's a PO box, or there's no phone number. And there's no, no, make sure that there's like a company and there's especially people behind it. If you don't see anybody behind it, then you got to worry. Because no, it's just silly now. Okay, right. Um, I think the third thing is to, um, to, to make sure that um, there, there are claims, they call them claims. And so wh- is the product manufactured in at least a GMP uh, a licensed facility? So GMP means good manufacturing practices, okay, right? And so that's a great one. Now, now if you can go to other certifications, that would be kind of nice as well too. But at the very minimum, just make sure it's a GMP certified facility. And then just this last bit is just um, making sure that, you know, uh, the product is um, uh, ha- has the amount that you're looking for. And, and one thing, and there's actually a pretty significantly large company, and I'm not going to name any names, and I'm surprised that they actually do this, but on their label, they will show the total amount of hemp extract, but that's not how much CBD is in it. Right. That's just the weight of the extract. Yeah. Okay. And that's a really easy way to fool a consumer and say, hey, there's 100 milligrams of hemp extract. You're thinking in your head, oh, that's CBD probably. But you don't realize that there's only 10% CBD in that hemp extract. And guys, that's what you actually see on Amazon. If you go to Amazon right now and you type in CBD or hemp, you'll see all these products come up and you'll see 10,000 milligrams 20,000 milligrams, 200,000 milligrams. Guys, it's, it's, it's a kilo, right now a kilo of CBD costs about $10,000. You can buy between 8,500 to about $10,000. That's a raw cost of it, okay, right? You honestly think that there is a product that's got 100,000 milligrams and it's selling for $27? Right. <laughs> Sorry, right. brother. Like you yeah. get what you pay for in nutrition. Right. No you get way. what you yeah. pay for. Know that, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. Those are all, those are all some great points. So, so what is the significant, you, you talk about percentages and stuff already. What, what is the significant percentage? Cause that's one thing I hear when, when people do advertise these, these bigger companies is, Oh, it has this much CBD in it. What, what should people be looking for in, in that amount? Or so is, is, is that, thing. is that a relevant question or, or should I be asking a different question for, for dosage? No. 
No, no, it's a great point because, you know, some people are like, well, um, this product has 10 milligrams of CBD per serving. This one has 25. This one has 30. Which one is better for me for what condition? You know, right. And, you know, there's a there's some research that shows that, hey, listen, you know, between 10 and 15 milligrams per serving is a pretty good number. If you're looking for rest and relaxation benefits around, you know, 20 to 25 is really good if you've got some inflammation or pain type of issues and such. But honestly, guys, like it really, you're, everybody's body's different. Some people are more sensitive to, uh, they have a more sensitive endocannabinoid system or CBD than another. And so maybe 10 milligrams works better for them than another, you know, right? Um, so I am not like, okay, if you've got this condition, then you need this much. You know, if you need this condition, you need this much. My thing is, listen, you know what, buy a quality product, um, use, uh, use the minimal or whatever, at least 10 milligrams. I, I don't see much benefit in using CBD less than 10 milligrams. Okay. Right. So if you want to start slow, start at about 10 milligrams. And then if you don't feel what you want to give yourself a time, because it is nutrition guys. And remember nutrition works on a compounding effect. Okay. Right. And so then just kind of titrate up and see if maybe 15 does for you, maybe 20 does for you. For me, I can take a product that's got about, you know, 10 to 15 milligrams of CBD. And it really helps me with helping to chill out and relax, which sometimes I definitely need, as you can probably hear on this podcast. Um, um, but my friend, you know, um, he has some really big kind of anxiety issues and stuff. And so he needs more. Right. And so it just it just takes a little bit of time. My thing is just give it time, man. Don't quit on it. Don't quit on anything. Don't quit on CBD. Don't quit on healthy nutrition. Don't quit on vitamin C. You know, give it. Give, I always say 90 days. Right. 90 days is a recognition phase, an acclimation phase and then a utilization phase. That's how nutrition works. That's how life works. You know, you got to give your body the ability to adapt to things, you know. Hmm. Um. I, I, and just kind of while we're on that, you, you mentioned buying this on Amazon. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm looking right now. It's impossible to find anything that actually mentions like CBD just in general. Um, it's all it's all hemp oil. Everything is you type in CBD in Amazon, man, it gives you hemp. Everything like you were saying, everything is based off of hemp oil. Um, do, you, do you have any recommendations on how to find <laughs> something that actually is upfront about their CBD. So you'll notice, okay, so, so two things, Amazon, like, you know, early on, they weren't allowing you to, but well, actually last year, the FDA was, got everyone so freaked out that they weren't even allowing you to put CBD anywhere kind of on your labels or whatever it was, you know, right? Okay. And so therefore, the only thing that you could put on there was hemp extract or hemp oil, right? And by the way, just a side note, there was a bunch of shady people that were putting hemp seed oil, okay, right? But most people don't realize hemp seed oil has no CBD in it. 
So <laughs> they were like, oh, you know, right? It's yeah, yeah, brilliant, like totally. Yeah. And so that's why you see a lot of hemp extract, you know, hemp, hemp, hemp. But but now they could you you could always put in parentheses though. Hey, this is how much CBD is actually in the product. You know what I mean, right? Okay. And you could put like hemp extract with ten percent or fifty percent amount of CBD in this thing. Okay, right? And so um. So I think that uh, that's why, by the way, I'm just saying you see a lot of hemp extract, hemp extract, even in the, the products I formulate, I'll put hemp extract, but, but then I'll put the amount of CBD right, right underneath it. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Um, and so uh, um, how to find a, the best product. I know, and I haven't looked for, at all of Amazon's products, but here's the deal guys is that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, unlike other stuff that I love to buy on Amazon, hemp right now and CBD based products, Amazon is not the best place to buy it. That's what I'm kind of seeing. I normally love Amazon and we're not sponsored by Amazon, but Amazon, if you want to sponsor us, we'll take it. Um, (laughs) Right. But right now, like if I can't find something on like page by page two or three of Amazon, I'm like, eh, I'm probably, I'm, I'm either searching wrong or I'm doing something wrong. And there's nothing that's that CBD oil, nothing's labeled. It's all hemp. It, no mention of CBD, no matter how many times you type in CBD, 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 and Amazon, it's all comes up as hemp. Yeah. What I would do if I was going to have to like use Amazon, I would find some product that I really like. And then mm-hmm. I'd go and I'd go try to find their website. And then okay. I would go look for their C of A. I'd go look for who's behind it. I'd go look for their manufacturer. I'd go look for that. And then I'd say, oh, well, maybe I'll get a better deal on Amazon. So I'll buy. Amazon should be a place where you just look for a deal. Don't right. look for products there. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. so to take that extra step if you want to do that, you know, right. That's what I would do. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. That's good. And thankfully, yeah. when, when you're looking for CBD products, you don't even have to do that. Because guess what? We got someone who has a great a great uh, product right here. Tell, tell us about what, what you have created in your company. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, awesome. Yeah, I started uh, our company Pros um, um, last year. And as I was telling you guys, I'm a nutritional formulator. I've been formulating um, dietary supplements for 15 years. Um, this is actually my 87th product and it's my fourth CBD hemp baseline. So usually I would formulate these products and then I hand them over to brands to go promote and sell. But this brand I decided to keep on my own. I wanted it. Um, it kind of started in kind of this fun way in which I developed a gum in the lab and I do all of, uh, Phil Mickelson, the golfer's nutrition. And I ended up, um, you know, he ended up using the gum and loving it. And then it ended up kind of taking it off through the uh, PGA and kind of a bunch of guys using it. And then I just kind of decided, hey, listen, you know, I felt like I could do something super unique in the space. And so even though I'm a big CBD fan, and I love hemp. Um, I was developing awesome products before CBD and hemp. And mm-hmm. so therefore, I kind of used my knowledge and experience with all of those other nutrients. And I wanted to use hemp properly, which was to really build nature rich formulas that had CBD in it. So the neat thing about pros is four things, you know, number one, I build formulations that are truly synergistic. So I use things like um, aloe vera and ashwagandha and reishi mushroom and turmeric and rose and clove and uh, um, arnica and all of the, you know, 62 vitamins and minerals and all these sort of things that 
create a natural matrix of um, of nature, if you will, because I always say you are not part of nature, you are nature. And then uh, secondly, I wanted to be super crazy wild with my certifications and transparency. So like I was telling you guys, look for companies that have third-party tests, like mine has two third-party tests for every product. I manufacture in a GMP, FDA, and OTC certified facility. I've got 17 certifications. Like So I wanted to create this super high level of credibility in the science and the manufacturing. And then probably the most unique thing about this is that I wanted to develop formulations that weren't just therapeutic, but also performance driven, because um, I'm somebody who says or has always believed that the same principles that allow you to get from disease and illness are the same principles that allow you to elevate your performance. They're just different intensities and consequences. So um, so for me, I want to develop a line that would be someone that's like, man, I'm definitely suffering because my knees are absolutely killing me. Or, hey, listen, you know, they're not necessarily killing me, but I want more out of my knee, right? And so therefore, you know, give me something for that. And so, um, and then lastly, I just wanted to be fun and really educational. So our company is huge on education and huge on uh, teaching people, not just how, what CBD and pros is, but how, what is it all about cannabinoids and how do you complement them with some of the extra, like, like, like high intensity interval training is actually great training that triggers the endocannabinoid system. So if you can do both, guess what? Like you'll really heighten this beautiful system you have in your body that will provide you this long-term wellness. So anyways, that's kind of the whole thing. It's kind of cool. As you're talking about third-party testing, I went on your website. I'm like, let's just see if he has that third-party testing on here. And he does. Yeah. Like you have a link straight to it. And you can see the exact certif- certificate that he signed <laughs> off on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Don't, don't hide anything, you know, right? But so, so good for you guys. You guys are, are right out there with everything. Um, I guess say my, the, the company I work with, uh, we've been using, uh, Prose's products. And if you're going trying to, to Google it right now, it's spelled P R O Z E that's pros.com. Um, we've been carrying the lines now for several months and, and I sit back and, and, um, one, one of the reasons that, that we came up with doing this, this episode is that we've CBD, obviously there, there's a lot. Of, of increasing conversations about this recently. So just me and my practice, I'd hear more and more all the time. Instead of people just asking me about the, the, the Bengay or, or icy hot or the normals, they started talking to me about the CBD oil, but that it was really helping. There was like night and day. And even some things I'm like, you didn't, it didn't possibly help your pain, like to put that on. And they would swear by it. And so um, that we started carrying these products in, in our clinic and, it's especially the, their nerve cream, which is for pain and inflammation. People love it. They're like, yeah, it's night and day. It helps so much when it's on. Um, so that's what got us interested in, in going toward this, uh, toward this topic. And, and obviously we're, uh, our, our company is enjoying carrying the, these products. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a total honor. I appreciate, uh, um, you know, you guys and our products kind of special. We like to have it in places that will really kind of believe our philosophy and understand our philosophy because everybody always asks like, well, what makes your product like different than other people's? And if you just take the top 1%, so the, the, all the top 1%, we're all doing the same thing, guys. Like we're all doing our third-party testing. We're all doing great manufacturing. 
we're all building great formulations. But the difference is, is the philosophy. So some people have, uh, a, a, you know, every product has to have a philosophy. So, so with our nerve cream, the philosophy I have is the reason why you have pain is because anytime that you have trauma, the most vulnerable area of your body uh, is nerve and nerve tissue. So, and the nerve, when it becomes trauma, it begins to retract. When it begins to retract, you have less muscle capacity. You continue to do the work with less muscle. So therefore you tear that muscle and you create inflammation. As you create inflammation, that inflammation creates toxicity. If you don't have enough circulation to remove that toxicity, you will continue to have pain. So therefore I have formulated to that philosophy. That's why those ingredients are in there. That's why the rosemary and the clove and the lab and the helichrysum and the glute. But if you don't believe that philosophy, then you can just choose another product that's in that top 1%. You know, that's, that's really what you should be looking for is that does, do I feel that the benefit that I want to receive is through these mechanisms. And if that's the case, then did they formulate to those mechanisms? You know, that's, that's why we love, you know, certain places have it because they appreciate the philosophy. You know, and and Brandy, you guys are awesome. You guys are right on. I love, I love just how the, the pro stuff looks. If nothing else, if it didn't work, it looks good. Style before function. Sometimes you go out there freezing your butt off, but that shirt looks really good. on <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. We, um, we do want to just kind of make the disclaimer. We, we make a lot of disclaimers on this show. Uh, it's probably a problem. Signal's uh, an issue. Yes. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of claims were made today, um, and, and a, lot, a lot of research is still being done. Um, and so, again, while we are, I think all three of us um, are very excited about the prospect of how CBD can help with uh, health and wellness. Um, uh, the claims that are made here are not necessarily recognized by the United States government and the FDA and the DEA and anybody else who's works for the government as being uh, the final say at this point. So um, uh, I think we're more and better informational than a Wikipedia page, but only slightly. As, as we talked about in the interview we have not been able to get our hands on these products to test them for very long. So there's just so much that is still unknown because we're so early in the process. A lot of good stuff so far being shown, but it is only the beginning stages. Um, so hopefully it just continues to go in the right way where we see better, um, better effects of this over time. Uh, like we said, there are some areas that are showing incredible um uh, incredible positive effects like with, with childhood epilepsy. Um, and hopefully it's just going to continue. And I, I think one of the things that we really want to recommend is that before you start on a regimen of CBD, especially if you're taking any other medications, it would be really a good idea for you to talk to your physician first. Um, some uh, medications can have some interactions with CBD and the way that the medications are processed in the body and can interfere with them and make the drugs that you're taking more dangerous to you. And we, we don't ever want to recommend 
taking things that are really dangerous. An example of how there are already things that can uh, inhibit or change medications that you take. So like for instance, taking a grapefruit juice with certain medications will change its effectiveness. Correct. Dr. Rimes. Uh, very correct. Yes. And, and, and actually uh, CBD works on a very similar pathway to what uh, grapefruit juice does as far as how it interferes with medications. And so if your doctor uh, has ever told you don't take these medications with grapefruit juice, CBD might not be the right choice for you at this point. And so we just say that to say that there's nothing crazy or different about or, or, or dangerous about CBD to not do it, but lots of different things that are common to us every day can change how, how, how drugs interact in our system. So that just is a conversation needs to be had with your physician first. Yeah, exactly. If you would like to try a great CBD product, Pros has actually offered our listeners a deal. You can go to their website, Pros, again, that's spelled P-R-O-Z-E, so www.pros.com, and at checkout, enter code DDG15 for 15% off of their products. We've been using them in, in my clinic. They're phenomenal so well. I, I can't tell you every product you know, it works great because mostly like I'm a pain and we, we are a pain clinic. You are a pain. Mm, yes. I, I agree. <laughs> I was, yeah, I asked for that one. Thanks. <clears throat> the silence is broken. <laughs> we're, we're a pain clinic. Uh, so so we, we sell the, the nerve product. Uh, most commonly, patients absolutely love it so far. And even ones, I always listen to patients that are skeptical. I don't like patients that I know I can, you know, throw any placebo at. And they're like, it's great. You said it was it worked and it did. I always listen for, I, I like giving things like that to the patients that I know are not going to like something or are going to tell me for sure it's not going to work and then listen for them to come back. And those patients have come back and said, it works. I like it. I'm going to buy a full vial of it. So there you go. It works. In other news, Sean gives some of his patients placebos. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, if you like this episode, you like this interview, you found it helpful, please go on iTunes and rate us. Five stars is great. It is preferable. It is what helps uh, them boost us in their recommendations so more people can find us. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening. My name is Sean Palmer. I am the Dr. Benjamin Imes. I am the goose, Matt. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review to help others discover us. Visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com to read the show notes, blogs, view videos, and interact with the cast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the DDG Podcast. If you have an Apple device, you can easily access the podcast by saying, Hey Siri, play the Doc Doc Goose podcast. <laughs>